0: Hey guys, welcome to the 10th episode of BMT Vox. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine Yobattisi. Today we have with us Dr. Krupash Shankar. You guessed it right. We had him with us on our episode 2 for breast cancer awareness. Dr. Krupa Shankar, consultant, medical oncologist, NSR, Cancure Center, combator, associate secretary of BMT, IEC, that is Institutional Ethics Committee. Today, we are here to clear our queries and get the perspective from the expert itself on lung cancer. As the slogan says, I am and I will lung cancer awareness. A very welcome doc. So good to have you here again.
1: Pleasure. Pleasure is mine. And on on this uh, month of November, which is actually the lung cancer awareness month. And uh, you know, something else that's interesting about this month is also it's called No Shave November. And yeah or November, right. because that's mainly to you know improve on the awareness of people about testicular cancer prostate cancer basically male related malignancies so it started off right. differently meaning people actually wanted to donate the money that they would spend on shaving and stuff like that so they used to do that and donate the money that they would actually use on those for cancer patients so they're just to draw their you know, attention towards these male related malignancy Exactly. all does no shape November or November. But something to kick start out.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, that that has gone like trending. Absolutely. <laughs> Sir, my I will start with my favorite question. Like exactly we want to know in India how prevalent is lung cancer compared to the global census? Uh,
1: exactly again, great question. I think in India, if you look at especially among males, it's all the tobacco related cancers especially in men that rank in the top 3 so number 1 is lip and oral cavity number right. 2 is lung cancer and number 3 is gastric cancer so again lung cancer is the second most common cancer among males in India and again if you're talking about the global perspective it's uh, it's much more commoner in the west and I say that only because of their lifestyle and also their yeah. sedentary habits and also you know their, their lifestyle is completely different and for them Smoking is some something which all, all of them do on a regular basis. And also the other major thing that I wanted to highlight is the impact of screening. So that is something which, you know, um, in, in India almost none of us are actually aware about. But in exactly. lung cancer, especially when you do a low-dose CT scan, a CT scan of the chest, low-dose CT scan of the chest, you can actually pick up early lung cancer. And that actually, and when you tend to pick it up early, your cure rates actually tend to be much higher as well. And that's another reason as to why, you know, it's much more prevalent in the Western countries as well, as opposed to India.
0: Right. Sir, being a dentist, as you already mentioned, that first is the oral cancer. So for dentists, this becomes more important our discussion today because most of the patients that we uh, see are smokers, and of course, oral cancer of course leads to smoking and lung cancer. So, sir, that is what my next question is: Is there a link between smoking and lung cancer? Which of course there is, but the part of is can non-smokers also get lung cancer?
1: absolutely so you know uh, like you rightly pointed out smoking is one of the major risk factors apart from obesity as well and all the environmental pollution you know right. we talk, tend to talk about smog which happens in delhi as well yeah so of delhi course. Is not just, yeah so delhi is not just the capital of india it's also the lung cancer capital of india because it is right this, yeah so it's because of this combination of smoke and fog which we call smoke the yeah. particulate matter concentration of air is so high there some people are much more prone to developing lung cancer as well so coming back to your question on tobacco we must remember that it's not just about smoking alone consumption of any tobacco related products being it you know in any form in tobacco any form be it good pan, any of those chewable -chewable non-chewable both yeah absolutely smokeless tobacco as well so they are also equally harmful so if you take 100 100 people who smoke there is a 20 to 25% chance out of 100, around 20 to 25 people can go on to develop lung cancer. But it's the other way around. If you, if you take 100 patients with lung cancer, about 80 of them would have had a history of smoking. So when okay. you look, talk about lung cancer in general, we, we classify them broadly as non-small cell and small cell lung cancer. So this non-small right. cell lung cancer is the most commonest variant. It happens in about 85% of patients. And the rest 15% we call small cell lung cancer. So this small cell lung cancer happens almost exclusively only in smokers there's about a 95 percent you know prevalence of smokers in small cell lung cancer whereas non-small cell lung cancer like i said earlier around 80 percentage would have had a history of smoking but in general if you take about 100 pe- 100 people who were to smoke about 20 to 25 percent of them can go on to develop they have a risk of developing lung cancer in their lifetime
0: right so what about a secondhand smoking
1: absolutely great question again i think i the thing is you know it's called passive smoking as well yeah right yeah so we call this the five a's and the five r's so when it comes to tobacco association or even about tobacco association strategies we say the five a's are ask advise assess assist and arrange so basically what it means is that you ask them then about the problem and then you advise them and then you assist meaning you help them get rid of it yes and then you yeah and then you arrange for regular follow ups and visits as well and the 5 Rs would be you talk about the relevance
0: right. the
1: risks and the rewards and then the roadblocks and repetitions keep on repeating until you drive home your point right. so i think these are the 5 As and 5 Rs of tobacco cessation and i think it's very important that people actually understand the magnitude of the problem Because I think, you know, this is the number one risk factor as far as, like you rightly pointed out, even head and neck malignancies and even lung cancer is concerned. So it can predispose not only to these two malignancies, but to almost any malignancy uh, in any part of the body.
0: Yes. Sir, so while we are treating, what can we look for as a patient and as a doctor also? Like, are there any early signs of lung cancer?
1: Um, yeah, so I think what 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 really is important is that you know people shouldn't actually you know, ignore their symptoms. Any symptom which persists for more than two weeks, let's say even a common cough, being right. non-productive or a productive cough, if it persists for more than two weeks, or you know if you have blood stains sputum or hemoptysis, or if you have any breathlessness, anything which persists beyond two weeks, please go ahead and get consult you know get a consult with your general physician or your family doctor because he or then will then order a few basic investigations and do a complete physical examination and then order for an uh, you know advanced imaging if required and then refer you accordingly so the first thing that needs to be remembered is do not ignore your symptoms especially if they persist for more than two weeks smoking as well or any other chronic obstructive pulmonary disorders that puts you at an even higher risk for developing lung cancer
0: right sir exactly how the patient is screened diagnosed and treated
1: great so again so screening like I said earlier we have now published phase 3 data and uh, level 1 evidence to actually support for screening in high risk individuals so screening basically is done by doing a low dose CT of the chest at one year and then at at three years and then at five and a half years so basically you have three ct scans done at two inter two year intervals one at one year then at three years and then at five and a half years so this is especially if you look at the recommendations the uspsdf recommendations which is the united states preventive society and task force society so they have come out with recommendations as to who needs to get this screening done so that's basically for people who are below, from the age of 55 to 74 years with a history of smoking that is a pack year smoking pack years of at least 30 years and if you have right. a life expectancy of at least 5 years then yes those are the ideal age people who need to get screened for lung cancer so I think uh, that that really needs to be done. And when I talk about high-risk individuals, especially like obviously smokers are at a high risk like we spoken about earlier as well. And apart from that, people having chronic obstructive pulmonary disorders. All right. So I think these people must definitely be offered screening because this has actually shown to improve on the overall survival meaning the disease specific mortality is improved if you pick it up early at an earlier stage because you're then able to completely cure them of the malignancy and make them live longer
0: okay and sir uh, regarding the treatment how is lung cancer like treated uh, radiotherapy chemo immuno which more of treatment should the patient opt
1: so, exactly so again the modality of treatment primarily depends on the stage at which it is detected So yeah, so again, when we talk about uh, cancer, I think like we've spoken about in the breast cancer uh, awareness uh, talk as well, we have four stages. So stage one is when it's only localized to the lung alone. So stage two and stage three is when it starts spreading to the adjacent lymph nodes, which is called the mediastinal lymph nodes. And stage four is when it starts spreading to the other distant organs or non-regional lymph nodes as well. So, So up till stage three, this is curable. And stage four means you cannot completely cure the disease when you're only talking about controlling the disease. So the, your treatment modality basically depends on the stage at which you're able to detect the disease. So somebody with stage one disease, and if they're fit and if they're in good general condition, and if the pulmonary reserve is good, then surgery becomes the primary modality of treatment. But if he or she is not free, fit enough to undergo surgery, then we have a form of radiation therapy, which is called as SBRT or stereotactic body radiotherapy. Which is nothing but a focused beam of radiation, which is which is then given only to that affected part of the lung. So that is also considered to be as good. So again, that's the statement. That's the treatment morality for stage one. For stage two and stage three, if it is not operable, we do something called neoadjuvant chemotherapy. Meaning, we give chemotherapy first to see if we can reduce the size, basically the downsize, and to downstage the tumor and to make it operable and then you go ahead and try and to see if you could operate on them so that's the treatment modality for stage 2 and 3 but for stage 4 and again something that i really wanted to highlight is in india about 80 to 90 percentage of patients present with stage 4 disease so we've okay. had data. Yeah. So you know, we've had data again from India across the, I mean like across major centers in India, like Tata Memorial Hospital Air Cancer Institute as well, where the percentage of people presenting with operable lung cancer is only to the tune of around 6 to 8%. Meaning 92%, 90 to 90% do not get operated on because they present with stage 4 disease. And the primary right. modality of treatment for anybody with stage 4 disease will always be systemic therapy. And by systemic therapy we have three options which is chemotherapy targeted therapy and immunotherapy so chemotherapy basically works with, it's irrespective of whether they have any mutations or not so targeted therapy basically works in only people who have a specific driver mutation and for example we call that egfr ALK, and ros and so on and so forth they are called driver mutations because These are mutations that you happen to acquire over your lifetime. They're called somatic mutations and they basically drive the disease. So we have drugs now which can target these specific mutations. So they're called targeted therapy. And then the last but not the least the new kid on the block which is called immunotherapy or immune checkpoint inhibitors. So to put it in a simple nutshell, I would say you're basically activating your immune system to detect and destroy the cancer cells. So that's the okay. basis of immunotherapy. So these are the different treatment modalities that are available for stage four disease as well. So let's so, remember that. Yeah, even yeah. in stage four disease earlier, we would always say people could only live for a maximum of around one year. But that has really, literally changed now. We have people surviving even for five years with stage four disease, thanks to okay. all the advances. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to all the advances and you know all, all the newer drugs that we have available to us.
0: So, there is genetic molecular testing, does it have any role?
1: Absolutely, like I said earlier, so these mutations that we talk about, the EGFR, which is the Epidermal Growth Factor Receptor and then the ALK, which is the Anaplastic Lymphoma kinase. So, we have different somatic mutations now, which have been identified as driver mutations. And by driver mutations, I mean they are responsible for causing the disease in the first place so these are mutations that we acquire as we go on in life they're called somatic mutations so we when we get a biopsy done we actually check for these mutations as well so if you're a non-smoker and you have developed this disease then you have a higher chance of having any of these mutations whereas okay. if you're a smoker yeah whereas if you're a smoker then you have a lesser chance of having any of these mutations so that's how it works
0: Okay. Sir, like uh, if uh, someone is treated, uh, he's completely off the lung cancer, can it reoccur? And like, are there any specific signs and symptoms a patient could look for?
1: Absolutely. So, again, uh, anybody with lung cancer, depending on the stage at which it's detected and treated primarily, they have a risk of recurrence. Let's say, for example, somebody with stage one disease gets operated on and then gets at you in therapy they still have about a 50% chance of recurrence. So, like I said earlier, lung cancer is such an aggressive disease. It's a heterogeneous disease and it's very aggressive. it is, yes, yeah. Yeah, so that's why it spreads so quickly as well and that's why a lot of people actually present with stage four. See, they come and tell you, okay, we've had symptoms only for two weeks or three weeks. But when you do an imaging and then you figure out, you'll, you'll find that they have actually distant have actually disease. And that's the major issue with lung cancer. So again, like I said, even when stage one disease, the five-year overall survival meaning if you pick up some, you know, if you treat hundred people with stage one disease, so again only fifty percent are going to be alive at the end of five years. The other fifty percent could have the disease coming back, or could have progressed and died, or succumbed to the disease as well. So that's the magnitude of the you know problem that we yes. talk about today. Yeah.
0: So like, what is the overall survival rate? Absolutely,
1: so the 5-year overall survival for somebody with stage 1 is around 50%, so for mm-hmm. stage 2, it's around 30%. Okay. So again, uh, when you talk about stage 4 disease as well, so about 20% can still be you know, alive at the end of 5 years. So I think that's where all the recent advances in treatment, especially with the form of molecular targeted therapy, and all the small molecule inhibitors, and then immunotherapy has actually played a huge role in actually improving on the 5-year overall survival in patients with stage 4 disease as well so i think that's where it's really made an impact so even patients with stage 4 disease around 20 percent of them are able to survive until five years so that's yeah, that's yeah. quite that was quite unthinkable in the earlier decades
0: yes sir what, this is my favorite part what do you suggest to the communities and especially P V people living in urban areas how to reduce the risk of lung cancer
1: so yeah I, i'm sure all of us would have guessed it as well i think the number yeah. one thing would be say a big no to tobacco a big no to tobacco and any form of tobacco related products as well and if i can actually draw from the world cancer day the theme for this world cancer day is called i am and i will and yes. you know that was the title for our uh you know uh, this lung cancer awareness uh podcast as well yes. so what does that mean so You know, if uh, if I were to draw a parallel from the famous strong song from Backstreet Boys, I'm sure all of us would have listened to that. I don't care who you are, where you're from, or what you did, as long as you love me. So just to draw a parallel, it really doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, or what you do. You can still make an impact in the lives of people with cancer by just saying a big no to tobacco. And not only that, you know, all of us can take a pledge saying, you know, let's say for example, you're a survivor. You can say, I'm a cancer survivor and i will spread the news so i am and i will means any of us on all of us can actually take this pledge towards reducing the magnitude of the problem and actually making sure that lung cancer is curable as well especially if picked up early and detected early
0: yes all right thank you so much sir thank you so much for joining us again at least for us uh, this dic- this discussion today will be definitely helping us to diagnose and treat better
1: pleasure as always it's been pleasure Being here on the show with you. Thank
0: you, thank you. So, guys, this is Dr. Batisi signing off. See you in the another episode of BMP Vox.